I am gonna get chicken wings at 11. Welcome to the Wet Bandits podcast, where we finally had one time where the first time I clicked the song, the intro song, it clicked off right away, but we were talking. Yeah, so, <laughs> so I was probably, talking. Yeah, but it was st- it's still worth keeping. I like, I li- you know, I like a little flavor in the yeah. opening theme. I like that it screws up 95% of the time. So I'm cool with how it, how it will turn out. Yeah. Um, you were saying about chicken wings? I am gonna get chicken wings at eleven. <laughs> Sam likes chicken wings. Yeah. How a, much do you like chicken wings? Dude, I love chicken wings. When I was hold on. Taking a sip. A little sip. <laughs> I'm gonna take a sip dude, while you talk. Yeah. When I was a kid, dude, all I would eat is like chicken wings. I purposely slurp. I me too. <laughs> Okay, so when you were a kid, you'd only eat chicken wings. Yeah. What about tenders? Would you eat yeah, tenders? Yeah, tenders. Okay. Tenders are nice. Yeah. But yeah. But you prefer wings? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just that flavor, dude. Well, and wings, I do like, I like a good, like, buffalo sauce. Yeah. I just like the taste of buffalo sauce. Yeah. Like, if you could just give me, I like hot wings. Mm-hmm. Like, I like hot food in general. But I could also just eat a not hot wing that is buffalo flavored, you know? Do you... Do you Dippy in the ranch or the blue cheese? Ranch. Yeah. I, I did not because I need ranch, but I just prefer ranch to blue cheese. Yeah. Like I can I I usually just eat wings without anything. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to do that and then I just dipped it one time and then Yo. the rest is history, man. Wow. Wh- ranch or blue cheese? Ranch. Oh, okay. Well, ranch is for white people. <laughs> I mean white <laughs> I don't mean it like that. I, what I mean is white people love yeah. ranch. Yeah. Ashley loves ranch. Dude, I I really like ranch. She dr- we were, I, she drank it before, like out of the cup. Wow. I was going to, whatever, I was prepared for you to say Ashley did something crazy with ranch. Yeah. And I was already ready to one-up <laughs> you, and I don't think I can. What I did in college once was make carrot soup, and I uh, put baby carrots, like tiny baby carrots at the dining hall in, and like, made ranch dressing the milk of your carrot cereal and i just ate that shit oh man that's a lot of ranch that is that's like <laughs> ranch soup yeah literally. That's like, yes um yes so that's well, a lot of ranch did it fill you up i can't remember i was just being an idiot you know i mean i'm sure it i mean i'm sure it tasted good. like hey guys check this out no i don't <laughs> think i was being quite that obnoxious but there's something extra obnoxious too about just like let's see if anybody notices this <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah i don't know so yeah ranch dressing um i said that like white people love ranch dressing mm-hmm. but uh ranch dressing is pretty colorblind actually in my experience anyway yeah i had uh when i was teaching school and uh my the school where I was was like fifty percent white, thirty percent black, twenty percent like a whole bunch of mm-hmm. other races and backgrounds, and 
everybody ate their pizza with ranch dressing. Like just, and I know that's normal, but like, dude, when did that? Lots hit? of ranch dressing. All the kids. So colorblind. When did the pizza and ranch hit? I don't know. I don't. I don't care for like. I love pizza. It doesn't need ranch dressing. Did people when you you were in school? Did people do that? Not that I remember. Because like I remember Pizza Hut came out with these like dipping strips. I remember that. Dude, those were good, man. Well, yeah, <clears throat> of course they were, but they're not <laughs> pizza. That like that concept is just a breadstick, right? You know what I mean? It's like basically like a pan pizza. Yeah, that's how they cooked it. Which yeah. I, is why like I just loved it. Yeah, and I get that I'm kind of saying like the shape is the what matters there, but but I would still argue I I guess my point is more that when I need ranch dressing with my pizza is only when the crust is crap. Oh. Because then you can be like, I'll take this crust up a notch. Here's some uh-huh. ranch dressing, you know. So but the pizza's I don't think pizza is improved with ranch dressing. Other than if you didn't really want pizza that much, you just wanted ranch dressing. Yeah. Which is really what I was doing with the carrots, obviously. Like, so. I didn't care for the carrots. What I wanted was ranch dressing and ex- an excuse to make a ranch dressing vehicle for my mouth, do into like, my mouth. Do you like pizza rolls? Would you eat those with ranch? Well, I, I've never met a pizza I don't like. I say that a lot. And so, yeah... Pizza rolls are fine, but they are the lowest form of pizza. And yes, I think I'd require, not require. You would require ranch. I would prefer is that ranch. The tier? Yeah, requires yeah. ranch. At what point? At what point is a pizza acceptable? Once it stops requiring ranch. Yeah. And I think pizza rolls require ranch for my full enjoyment. Yeah. You know. So yeah. I'm not not the biggest. I'm not gonna like die on the cross for pizza rolls. Yeah. So, yep. Well, I could go on and on. I know. Pause to look at the clock. We've been going for six thirty, and now it's time to tell you what we are. If you're new to the <laughs> podcast, this is the Wet Bandits podcast. The Wet Bandits. We are two fifths of the Wet Bandits. That's forty percent for you mathematicians. <laughs> We're two-fifths of the greatest 90s cover band in the world, though 90-something might have something to say about it. 90-something might have 90-something to say about that. That's another band from Columbus that Sam went to watch last night and basically runs our whole set. Hopefully they're listening to this because we're coming for you. Well, actually, they're coming for us because we're number one. We're on the mountaintop. I hope I just woke up your neighbors. It is Saturday morning at 7.42. And we're ready, dude. My baby and my wife are still asleep. I left the house at 6.45. This is really, really shows dedication. Yeah. So anyway, the sun has not come up. I'm serious. Yeah, dead serious. So I stopped our introduction. (laughs) This podcast, we cover discographies from 90s bands. Um we look into how those bands evolve and devolve sometimes <laughs> from the start of their career to the end of their career. Um, ultimately, uh, we want to sort of revisit the things we like or love, uh, bring new life, hopefully, to some of the stuff we had forgotten about, and uh, see if there's anything we misjudged along the way. I think um, 
I have definitely found that I misjudge some things. Usually, as most of us do in life, our misjudgments come from the things we never gave a chance in the first place. Like the Red Hot Chili Peppers that <clears throat> was our previous discography that we went through. Uh, I found I really liked a lot of their stuff that I, you know, had sort of blown off previously. And, and then uh, once I actually gave it a listen, I, I liked it. And I, I think maybe the reason I'm bringing this up is because I think maybe we're going to start heading this way with our current discography, which is the Foo Fighters discography. So uh, today, today we're covering In Your Honor, the double CD, double album, just going to do disc one. Because these take us a while. So we're going to split this one. into two episodes. So disc one. The date is June 15th. Oh, burp into the mic. <laughs> and I called that from memory. June. Oh, it's June 14th. Crap. <laughs> June, f- <laughs> June 14th, 2005. The number one song on the Billboard charts was We Belong Together, Mariah Carey. Don't know it. I don't know it either. I, I sh- maybe I'd know it if I heard it. Probably I'd know it if I heard it. Um, number one mainstream rock song, Holiday by Green Day. On uh, Holiday. Yeah. That's a good song. It's a fine. It's a good song. Yeah. I got a t-shirt idea, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. Hit it. Well, I just gave it away. Write it down, dude. So don't no. Forget. Oh, I'm not going to forget. Okay. But it's a Wet Bandits podcast t-shirt idea. Ooh. Just says, Wet Bandits podcast Logo of the pod bandit, which uh-huh. the bandit with the microphone quotes, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be, I would buy it. It would be appropriate. Yeah. If you listen, you know. Um, and then number one album on that day. You, I would never have guessed this. First of all, because I thought it came out before 2005. Second, I kind of thought rock was dead. Mm. You know, I mean, we know it's... You know, metal lives on. We already went through last week how a Disturbed album was number one, but I I didn't expect this. Audio Slaves' second album was number one. Oh, out a of good exile. Album. I like that one. Yeah, it's the worst of the. Mm, I was gonna say it's the worst of the three, but it might be second. Um, Revelations is definitely. Dude, Revelations is the best. I think of it's the three. like the best, like to like a music listener. But it's like mainstream. Oh, yeah. It was the least popular. Yeah. But it's good. Because by that time, you've lost the steam of, oh, this is Rage Against the Machine and Soundgarden. Yeah. But I think it's the best. Yeah. Um, out of Exile, the reason I, I'm I'm quick to not like it because I think How You Remind Me is maybe like Audio Slave's worst song. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, but anyway, with, that's for another day. Um, but that only lasted one week. At number one, it was sandwiched by Mariah Carey's album that was number one, like surrounding it. Mm. Emancipation of Mimi. Like her sort of like, you know, rebirth into a crazy woman? Question mark? You know how Mariah Carey kind of like went crazy? No. Tell me. Well, I'm not enough of a Mariah Carey aficionado to like really explain to you kind of what happened but Mm. it involved like she was on like mtv cribs or something one of those shows where they like come into your house and she like took all her clothes off or something that's probably like slander (laughs) or something (laughs) i'm probably saying something that'll get us sued but um but there is like 
the, she just started acting erratically, uh-huh. right? And so, and it was on. It was in scenarios where, like, she had to know that people were going to find out about yeah. or see this. So it it also seemed like sort of intentional and calculated, mm. but it was also like, if it's so calculated, why is it so crazy? Yeah. Um. So that I think that was the start of that. If mm. I'm not mistaken, that's that's how I uh, keep us from getting sued. If I'm not mistaken, yeah. It's like with all due respect, you know, I'm gonna punch you in the face <laughs> or whatever, whatever that joke is from uh, old school. That is from old school, right? With uh, all due respect, I, you can't say with all due respect and then just say whatever. You, Oh, it's from some movie that I've screwed up. Um, we'll look it up. Yeah, we'll look it up. It's embarrassing that I don't know. Dude. Yes? No one knows. <laughs> Someone knows out there because I'm the guy, when I listen to shows like this, that I'm like, oh, that guy's wrong. It's from this. But as Did we've you said- Did you comment? As, n- oh, my God. No, <laughs> I did not. But you should. I'm pointing- the camera the you should right. comment first you should subscribe if you haven't subscribed already second t-shirt idea wet bandits podcast logo co- quotes eat shit if you <laughs> yeah. haven't done that already <laughs> eat, shit. eat shit if you haven't subscribed two rate five stars only that yeah. takes a lot of the workout for you you don't have to listen you don't have to judge you just have to be like oh rate five stars and then Click. say whatever the- and then then review if you want to review that's really fun for us. I haven't checked for reviews recently. We I had our. It's just like a stockpile of yeah. reviews. Yeah. It probably. No, it's not. Because I checked within the last two weeks. But <laughs> so we need. We'd like some more reviews for us to read, please. Um, downloads, if you're curious, are up again. We had our most downloaded month last month. So. Uh, so you're listening. I know you are. You're at least downloading. <laughs> You're at least taking up hard drive space, but you're not reviewing. So let's have some reviews. Let's have some fun, guys. You can leave them anonymously. Yeah. I'm not going to tell who you are. Say something mean. I would love some mean stuff. Yeah. As long as it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. And mean is funny to us, I guess. Yeah. So uh, I was going to say something else about, oh, I know what I was going to say. Before we get into the album, I have a... Serious question for you. What? Do you lie? Dude. Do you I have a lie? lie all the time. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. I thought we lied all the time too until we started doing this bit and it became hard to find lies. I have one though. Okay. Do you have one? Kinda. So Ashley brought you one want- up yesterday and I was going to save it when she comes up on the Oh, podcast. save it then. Save it. Because we're not going to have one for the next episode. and it, We're recording two episodes in a row. We're releasing them separately, but uh, I probably won't have a lie for the next one. But it's important that I tell this lie now. Okay. Because it's the... Say con- it. It's not really a lie. <laughs> it's the conclusion of the lie story. So uh, last week I told you that ooh. I needed a haircut badly for my company's uh, Christmas party tonight. And I was like, hey, well, my stylist... Based, the lady who cuts the woman who cuts my hair, I texted her. She had recently had a child, and I said, "Hello, um, I was wondering when you were." Oh, I said, "How's the baby?" I can't remember exactly. Oh yeah, I, I actually read mm-hmm. it on. So I asked how baby Gabriella was, and I said, I, I basically put it like, you know, I don't need anything. 
but I was curious if you're if and when you're coming back to work so I can bring you this little gift for the baby and you for Christmas. And she said, oh, I'm back. Here are my hours, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. Thing was, do you lie? I didn't have a baby gift. Uh I just used that as a way (laughs) to not push her back into work as if I have that kind of influence. Like, (laughs) I need it now. Yeah. Um, But it was my way of finding out, you know, is she back at work yet? And uh, yeah, she said she's back at work. So I got to, you know, so, you know, I could set up an appointment. Well, she's not like the quickest to get back to people. My hair was getting really bad, though. And I'm, I don't have a lot of hair on top of my head. So like the sides, of, I was starting to look like, I don't know. If you guys remember, I, was he, was that early morning science guy, a local guy, the guy who kind of talked like this? I don't know. Okay. There used to be, he had crazy hair, but anyway. So you Every get, scientist has crazy hair. Yeah. I was like a mad scientist, sort of. And that's not a good look, right? It's not a good look. So I needed this haircut and I wasn't going to go to somebody else because... I just don't really like, mm-hmm. I don't like being almost 40 and walking in to a place to get haircut because I don't have a lot of hair, right? Which I'm fine with, but it's like, this person's probably wondering why I'm in here. You know, why I don't just like cut all my hair off. I wonder that too. The answer is my wife doesn't want me to. So (laughs) I have a funny story about that as well. I'm making this story longer than it needs to be. (laughs) The point is we didn't get anything set up before today. The party's today. So she called my bluff. She was like, well, do you want to set something up next week? And I was like, nah, I'll probably just, you have to cut my hair off. So I did. I don't, I'm wearing a hat right now because it's cold outside, but I don't have any hair anymore. I buzzed it. Buzzed it. How do you feel? Oh, it's awesome. I prefer this. Yeah. I prefer it. But now I still have to bring a gift. (laughs) Yeah. Because I said I had had it already. So so that'll teach you. That will teach you to lie. I'll tell you. That'll teach you. Um, So another funny thing, my wife, bless her heart. She is short. I've probably said this before. The reason she doesn't want me to cut my hair, her excuse is, well, I can't see on top of your head. It looks fine to me because straight on, it kind of looks like I have hair, um, but not from behind or above, right? Um, so she is not a fan of buzzing the hair. And I asked her like three weeks ago, maybe four weeks ago, can I just like sh- shave my hair all off? And her response was, even the sides, which think about that for a second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so like, so what she was thinking was, I guess I just shaved the top off. I think that was what she, uh-huh. no. Yeah. Uh, even the sides. So that was like three weeks ago. Then two days ago when I was like, I gotta do this. I gotta do it. She was like, I know. And she's serious. Uh-huh. God love her. She's serious. So I'm like, I got to do this. I got to shave my hair off. She's like, she starts laughing a little bit. She's like, I know we joked about this. But like even the back too, dead serious. Like I know that sounds like a joke, but she was kind of like, she was like laughing about the sides. Uh 
and like <laughs> we're laughing pretty hard. <laughs> oh, that was silly. But but like really the back? <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> of course the, what are you imagining? <laughs> what are you imagining that would look like? <laughs> but <laughs> um yeah. She was it was so that of course it's even funnier because what I'm thinking to myself is she's really not even sold on me shaving the sides either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Otherwise she would she'd probably understand. Um yeah, so that's my lie for the week. I love it. Yeah, me too. No um so yeah, now when I take my hat off, I'm like immediately cold. Yeah. Because <laughs> all that you can really feel the heat escape off your head. Is it like when you shave your beard? And it's just like Yep, it's it's when you shave your beard times like what's like the shower times like for awesome. Yeah. The shower is great. Um because again you can feel the heat escaping from your head in the shower, which is great. I've done this before. It's not like it's new to me, but I had kind of forgotten. Oh, it's yeah. been like seven years since oh. I last shaved my head. Um I was most nervous about my baby. I was nervous oh. that my child would be like scared of it, kind of, but it's she thinks it's great. She she's like, Daddy, your hair. Oh, she'll like pet my head. She'll uh-huh. be like, Oh, it's so soft. And I'm like, Yeah, this is oh. all worth it. Even though my wife no longer finds me attractive. <laughs> Have you seen those videos of like the dad like having like a full beard and then like he like goes away and he comes back and it's just completely gone and the kid's like Oh, like, it's like, <laughs> who are you, strange man? It is. It's true. I, I do think probably a beard is a worse thing to get rid of. I mean, they're both relatively innocuous, mm. but like, it's like your face. It's your face. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you can change your face just by cutting your mustache off. Yeah. You know, and my face is still the same. I just don't have hair on top. I have less hair on top, I should say. So, we're 22 minutes in. Should we start talking about this album? Yes. Okay. Um, first things first. Um, as I, I try to type and talk at the same time, um, Do the type we and talk. The, we did one by one. Oh, I did it. I didn't have to think about it, but I got the album name right. One by one obviously came before this, and you kind of told me that one by one was more more of a studio production than I thought it was. I always thought that. Foo Fighters MO was kind of like, let's do everything analog. Let's do everything quote unquote, like as real as possible. And let's, let's try to make sure that this is, um, something you can reproduce live. Um, when, when did they go away? When you explained to me that that's not really true of their entire catalog and, Mm. and it happens later. So what's the album where they go pretty much analog? I thought it was, I'm pretty sure it's wasting light. Okay, so that'll be the one after our next one. Yep. Right? Okay. So um, this album, uh, have I said it yet? It's in your honor, the double, the double CD. Um, this album is really like a lot of double albums that have different themes. This one makes it very clear. Yeah. It's like, and we're only talking about disc one, but um, just to inform you those of you who don't have it um this album is a heavy album and then a soft Mm -hmm. like acoustic-y one and the one we're covering today is the heavier one um and 
I don't know. I don't have anything. Do you have any like background on it? I, I, I said last episode that this is the last Foo Fighters album I bought, and I didn't even buy it. I, sh- mm. I split it with a friend I who took disc two. And then, and I kept oh, yeah. this one and it's literally like, never put it in a CD player. Dude, maybe one day you guys will like meet and you'll be like, let's let's do what we need to do and reunite the album. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but we, yeah, this is this is like when the Foo Fighters I think like got huge, like headline festival. Dude, you're pretty correct. Which is literally the opposite. Of what I thought. Mm-hmm. So I was looking through their um, US like chart positions for their different albums. This one, I think, got to number two. Oh, really? Yeah, it wasn't number one. But in, like I said, I, I never put this in a CD player and I never bought another Foo Fighters album after that. After this, included, if this one went to number two, which I, if I'm not mistaken, this one went to number two, Echoes. Which echoes silence, patient. I'm just gonna call it echoes for now. That one got to number three, I think, and then wasting light got to two. That thing won like six Grammys, man. Which one? Wasting light. Yeah, and what's after wasting light? Sonic Highways. Sonic Highways was their first number one, I think. Hmm. So like they are only more popular than they used to be, and literally that's the point where I stopped caring. Like their less popular albums have sold more but never got cl- really very close to number one it may be a top 10 in there or something but um so you know yeah. take that for what that doesn't really mean anything i guess other than like i'm just surprised i'm just surprised because i kind of like i said stopped caring about what the foo fighters do mm. they became mm. even though i really liked one by one i was totally un- uninterested in in what this uh album had to offer especially with best of you as the first single i was like i'll pass yeah um i think it's a good song i'll I'll have more to say about that um so apparently the band felt like dave got one by one is the like loose album the one that they were like let's just write some tunes and Uh you know put it on an album or whatever and you said there was a lot of like internal conflict in the band yeah. at the time too this one was apparently the more meticulous one hmm. this is the one where the the album was planned out which is weird because it's also the one that they try to make sort of like the most diverse like mm-hmm. the one that shows off what the band can do the most uh we'll get into that i'll probably wrap that up a little more with the um the uh at the end of our disc two episode oh yeah uh, lots of guest musicians on this yeah, one too. Nora Jones or whatever. Nora Jones, yeah. yep. Uh, she's on the next CD. Yeah. Uh, Josh Homme, your boy. Oh, which one is he on? He is on. Dude, you can't ask me that. So I'm not ready for it. Uh, he is on. You got to say something while I look. He is on which disc? He is on which song? It probably says inside the liner notes. And here you are just like looking at the back of the CD oh, yeah. while I'm trying to scroll through <laughs> yeah. six pages like, of Wikipedia. When I got the CD in my hand, dude. He is this is good radio. He just plays rhythm guitar on some song. I did look this up already. I've just forgotten already. Mostly because, as I've said before, I can't remember the names of oh, these dude. songs. It doesn't even say. 
I bet it does. Um, here you you talk. You have to say something. Get ready, dude. I like so if you open it up, they're buffaloes. Josh Homme, guitar on razor. That took me oh. like three seconds. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> here, at, let me have that so I can go through the others. One. What were you gonna say? Go on. The CDs are buffaloes. So like the acoustic one is like half a buffalo. Yes, yeah, the buffalo butt. The butt of the buffalo is CD2. The head okay. of the buffalo. And the, yeah, CD1. Which means head of the buffalo is heavy. Dude, I didn't think about that. It's, Do you think that's true? I don't know. They definitely have more of the buffalo on the first CD, and it's just like barely the ass end of the buffalo on CD2. <laughs> yeah. Like that, it doesn't even cover half the CD. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, I'll take it. I don't know if that's true, but... so. Uh, other guest musicians on here that I have to read off of the, off of because the. Because I can't. Yeah, um, you've got. Well, actually, let's let's wait and do this for um, CD two. All the guest musicians, <clears throat> as I clear my throat, all the guest musicians are on CD two. So we'll go through that when we get there. CD one. Here we go. It's time. We've dawdled. Too much. Play it. Here we go. Do First it. song. Okay, we got to the vocals, but that took like 45 seconds. So now <laughs> we got to keep those copyright lawyers off our ass. <laughs> so um, what do you think? of This is in your honor. I think the it's title like track. one of my favorite Foo Fighters openers. Really? Yeah. How come? It's not really a song. You know no, I mean? it is not. I would agree. But turn it up when the drums come back in. Okay. Cause that's sweet. Yeah. Right here. No, it's one more line. Yeah. So is that why? That the only reason it's I don't want to say loud and it's just the drums are sweet. Okay. All right, turn it up. Oh, you! I'll turn it up when it's Bye. time. Here it comes. I love like the low end. That it's like because you can hear like. Yeah, I don't think it has a lot of girth. Well, like you can hear like the echo of the drums. That's true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. That's what I mean. When I listen to this, I can, not just this song, but the whole album. I just get this feeling that one of the things I think I, well, I ragged on Dave Grohl for being like an egomaniac a lot on the last episode, and I think that. You know, he, he plays guitar here in this band. And the guitar, coming from a guitar player, by the way, the guitar is too loud on, like, every album. 
There needs to be more drums. Yeah. Like, the drums play barely a role. We're getting there, dude. And We'd better. Yeah. Um, I do not like this song. I. It's partly because you're right. It's not a song. Uh-huh. And this part is okay. Um, I get it. It's like an opening song. And you're right. It's like not really a song. But when it gets to this part. It's pretty riffy, man. It's way riffy and has no it has no Base. like balls behind oh. i hate to use that word but yeah. um it doesn't have any like power behind it it, it it's supposed to be like the emotional climax uh-huh. and it like loses everything do not do not like wouldn't let one star i mean five stars because it's always five stars only five stars don't care for the song and then there's that part i'm gonna rewind a little bit Hard stop. Breath and scream. <laughs> I've said before. Are you a fan of? Uh, sorry. No. What? So, sorry, dude. No, tell me. Are you a fan of the breath and scream? Yeah, but it's not good there. Dude, there's this one real quick. There's this one in All Nightmare Long, like the last chorus. Yeah. Metallica. Don't mm-hmm. <gasps> you die with your mercy? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yes, and that one's good. You can do it right. If those are the lyrics, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, whatever. the The problem, the problem with that, and we've I've said it over and over, is it just sounds like overproduced to me. Like they come to this hard stop. There's Nothing. silence, yeah. and I like, like I've said before, I like empty space, but they don't do empty space. Mm-hmm. They do hard stops and hard starts. And last album, I was like, okay, the problem is that the band just comes in. And you don't hear any attack. It's almost like they just like pulled the cable out. The band kept going and then they stuck the cable back in just like randomly. Mm. And now you have the audio feed again. Mm. Um, and it's a similar thing here where like you get this breath that, and then the scream, well, shit, the breath is the same volume as the scream, you know? Yes. Yeah, like it's not, I, I, obviously it's not exactly in line, but like the his breath in is so loud because it it's just over, it's just produced to death and i do not like i don't i don't hate the idea but i don't like the execution hmm. um yeah i see what you're saying that song is like look it's five stars but it's like f plus f f plus i think that song kind of i kind of think that song Friendship sucks is rare. so then <laughs> that brings us to no way back is song two. I like this one. Better riff. got anything in particular about this song you want to no I, I just like the beginning riff yeah it's a good it's a very foo fighters riff mm-hmm. though you know how with there's nothing left to lose i kind of complain that there's not a lot of like revolution behind there there's oh. not a lot of angst uh-huh. in their riffs that's true of this one too it's like a real happy-go-lucky mm-hmm. belongs in a weezer song like um but this chorus is good 
Again, it's very Foo Fighters. Wait, play this part. The drums sound a lot different. They do. Compared to one by one. And it's crazy. Like, they're just hitting one, two, three, but they're pushing it. Yeah. Like, they push. That my one, I have a lot of beef. So I was gonna say my one beef. The almost every song on disc one is a little too fast for me. Just slow it down a little bit. I see. Yeah, and that's kind of like when you play something live. It's not. I don't know. Like a lot of like, this is the best example for me. But like a lot of like Led Zeppelin songs. Like when you think of the immigrant song, you think it's fast, man. yeah. But and actually, it's like boom, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like grooving. Yes, and that, that's a perfect example of a song that would give you trouble if it was too fast mm. because it's really important to get yeah. the rhythm figure right, which right. is something I say to you all the time, live. Like when we play, I very often will say, like, you know, we'll be talking about tempos. I won't even be saying like a song was too fast or too slow, but what I will say is like. If this gets too fast, yeah, it's hard to fit in the very important rhythm figure, which uh-huh. is which is a rhythm figure that probably I'm not probably using the according to Hoyle definition of a rhythm figure, but when I say it, what I mean, we talk about signature parts a lot, like the part that makes the song recognizable as what it is to the audience, and rhythm figures are signature parts, just like the melody is a signature mm. part, so. If there's a really important triplet or a really important, like, uh, you know, offbeat, like, accent or yeah. something, when you ramp up the speed of a song, it's harder to get that in there. Mm-hmm. Foo Fighters don't do a whole lot of rhythm figures in their, in their, like, what's the, in the bones of the song. Like, they're pretty much, like, they just hit the strings constantly. And that's what I complain about when I say the Foo Fighters don't have a lot of empty space. It's because they don't have a lot of rhythm figures. But even that one, the, no, no way back from here. Like, even that is a rhythm figure, but they, like, push the tempo on it so much. With that being said, and I've apologized and I'll apologize again. I complain a lot about Foo Fighters, but I, I sort of enjoy that song, basically. Um, it's catchy. Yep. The third song on disc one is the first single that's Best of You. Which we've probably all heard. It's like on the radio, man. Good point. I, as I increase the volume, in case you don't know it, like <laughs> this is the song you would know. Um, so, my first thought... Actually, I have hijacked this whole episode. What, what do you do? You have anything you want to say about this? Because I feel song? like I might steal your thunder if I start talking about it. It's just like it's like a good song, but it's like not for me. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, oh, all right. Yeah. It um, it doesn't sound like Foo Fighters to me in a way. I agree with you, that. You, you know what I mean? Like uh-huh. it's just like, and it's it's. It's really well written, I think. It like just starts with like the pre-chorus or chorus. I I, I don't yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's not like a verse, you know what I'm saying? No, you're right. Well, that's the. It's kind of like Aerosmith. It's for me. It sounds a lot like. Um, it sounds a lot actually like a song that a buddy of mine wrote for our band in oh, college. Yeah. It's actually to me. 
and we said this about that song too. It sounds kind of like U2, like Foo Fighters doing U2. We're like, the song is really kind of only one part, and it's just like kind of a build, a build, yeah. but also like there's a f- ebb and flow to it. And it's kind of like this. Uh, uh, it's like, a, like it's a, layered. It's kind of like churchy in a way too. How do you mean? Like, well, when they do it live, it's just like, you know, they bring it down and they get all the feels and then you bring it up. I gotcha. Like you two. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? That, yes. That in the open chords. That's what I was going to say that I thought might steal your thunder was this sounds to me like a song that is fabulous live. Like probably like people eat this up. People crime, people like. Yeah. And you do it right. And you're like that. Gives you the goosebumpies yeah. when it's live uh-huh. and doesn't quite translate as well on a record. Um, I, I, it grew on me a lot. The crowd like sings this part. Yep. Yeah. It grew on me a lot. The the part he's talking about is this part. Like that is a rhythm figure that's just a little too fast for me. Like it doesn't have any like guts to it because it like it was too fast. I'll stop mentioning that. You guys get it. I'm not a fan of the tempos sometimes. But this song is almost... A lot of Foo Fighters songs are this way for me, where it's like almost what I want it to be. Yeah. And it's just like not quite there. I bet it's awesome live, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess... You know, they drop it out here. Uh, and then I'm they come about. back in. Yeah. And the crowd's like... <sighs> yeah. Um. Dave Grohl's like, I love my life. <laughs> I'll say this. It's a pretty good song. Yeah. Even though I don't like, I don't care for it a whole lot. I see what they're trying to do. It's pretty well executed. Like you said, it's well written. DOA um, was the second single? Yeah, second single, which is the next song on this album. I like the chorus in this one. Or like the build of the chorus is my favorite part. Mm. This song is cool, ish, <laughs> for a song on the um, on this album. No, uh, it is. I almost said it's fine, dude. You should have said it, dude. I know. Don't be don't be scared to say it's fine, man. This song reminds me of a Green Day song from Dookie. Oh yeah, it's basically like he's saying, you know, no one's getting out of here alive. There's a song on Dookie that's basically the same like premise. Yeah. Now, obviously, there's probably themes that Foo Fighters are going for, and I suspect the song on Dookie was... Did I say that Green Day wrote Dookie? For those of you who don't know, Dookie is Green yeah, Day's yeah. like... Uh, it's a debut album, right? Th- no, it's uh, their third album, but ew. it like rocketed them to stardom. Yeah. Um, they were probably just trying to make a funny song. This is... Uh, this is m- there's probably something deeper here um like dead or alive is like one of those like songs like title like a lot of bands do like live wire yeah you know what i mean yeah uh and that's why i wondered if maybe that's why they just called this doa yeah and because he does also say doa like at the end you know know yeah he's like i think it's only the last chorus let's see if i can find it
I obviously didn't find it. That's that's what I get for bringing something up that I hadn't prepped. It's probably in the bridge, actually. Oh. Oh yeah, it's D O A. Fine. Now I have to find it as I skip around. Here it comes. The first time I listened to it, I thought he was singing about Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> Dio. Hey. Like, Dio, hey, Dio. Can you hear me? <laughs> the next song is Hell. This state, I'm in a place Dude, when I listen to this album, I feel like I should be mowing. What'd you say? When I listen to this album, I feel like I should be mowing. <laughs> mowing like, the lawn yeah this song sounds like another there's a couple songs on here that sound a lot like other famous songs that i just can't quite put my finger on that little riff i like it yeah it sounds just With like another bass. song yeah um this song's only two minutes long and it's okay do you do you have anything about it that no. you want to this part's okay Song's okay. It's not like a game changer or anything. Ironically, the sixth song on the album is called The Last Song, but it is not the last song. Yeah, I always thought that was funny. I think I think this is one where you skip to the chorus. Did you say you don't like it? Yeah. Dude, this is my, like my second or third favorite on here. You like it? Is I wouldn't it, go that far. <laughs> is it your last song? No. Dude, if you have beef, what what beefs do you have and how would you cook them? <laughs> um my my beef, my beefs with this album, I think I've already said most of the songs are too fast, just a hair. So what kind of beef? Um, they're shanks, and I'd have to cook them <laughs> well done, <laughs> like flame broiled, <laughs> well done. Um, I just like the chorus of this song, and even I just kind of like how it moves. What don't yeah. you like about it? The the lyrics. Yeah, the lyrics suck. <laughs> the lyrics are lame. I'm I'm with you. Free me is the next song. Okay, this song made me think of another beef. Another beef I have is that sometimes I feel like, even though that like it's not that the keys change or they're terribly disjointed, but sometimes I think they get a good chorus and they match it with a verse that's like very mediocre. A lot of for a, for an album that was as planned out as they as the band says it was, I kind of feel like this album. A lot of the songs are half baked. Yeah, or, so, well, sometimes the planning like does always make the, your best record. That's true, that's true. Well, obviously, I think that because I prefer one by one. Um, 
like what this, kind of beef is that? <clears throat> this is like a, I don't know. I don't know my cuts of beef very well. It's not a fillet. Like, like a beef, like a nice New York strip. That no, you, this you isn't like that left nice. Out no, cooking too long. You're like, oh man, now I gotta put this on a sandwich. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> this is like a a part of the cow's face. It's not. It's really uh, gristly and tough. Hard to chew. Yeah, this song is hard to chew. Okay, song number, I think we're on eight, is a little tune called Resolve. Okay, jumping in again. I've complained about a lot of their riffs, like that opening one. That sounds like Overdrive. Yeah, it does a little bit. I complained specifically about... Or over. Oh, I was thinking of Generator, but it does sound like Overdrive. Yeah. Similar, like you get a little guitar lick in there that kind of like carry, tells you what the melody is going to uh-huh. be. It works in this song, though, because this song is more ballady. You know, yeah. a lot of times they put those like happy-go-lucky sounding guitar licks into songs that are supposed to be heavier, and this one is not like a like a driving like punchy song. This is kind of ballady. The first time I listened to it, I didn't care for it, but this song has grown on me a little bit. This is their third single off this album. Mm. Yeah, for like an, a whole album that's supposed to be like heavy and then acoustic. Yeah. Like, I thought this was going to be heavier. Yeah, me too. Like, the color and the shape. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> album is, for the heavy disc, this disc is It just sounds heavy. like Foo Fighters. It does. You know what I mean? It does. You're right. Especially, like, when your first single off your heavy album is Best of You. Like, the one that we compared to U2. Yeah. <laughs> Not that heavy. <laughs> like, I guess the first two tracks, like, give off that vibe. Like, it's going to be loud, but not heavy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and it doesn't work, I don't think. Because uh-huh. it's, it's only as loud as you turn it up in your CD player. But I think you're right. Like That's what he's going for when I was complaining about his breath being too loud. like That's kind of what they're going for, I think. Yeah. Is this like vocals way out front and lots of reverb so it sounds like you're at a concert. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you can't really create that without doing that to all the instruments. Yeah, like- that's You have to make it a live record you can't do a studio record that sounds live yeah well I'll, I'll go back to death magnetic but that like album just has a loud mix like yeah the snares is like out there like, totally and, yep and it's because they did do that that was like an album where they all recorded it live right yeah so and it's much easier that way to get I, and i only know this or from from trying to mix a podcast with only three tracks on it three blue tracks <laughs> yeah, three say. tracks yeah. on it like like once you start putting uh-huh. 20 tracks on a record it gets hard to kind of um to mitigate the problems the peaking problems and the levels issues that come with trying to make an album real loud mm-hmm. while at the same time trying to keep all those levels uh keep the mix correct yeah um yeah, so, I mean, 
professionals probably don't have that same. Someone is listening to this, be like rolling their eyes, like, like yeah, for amateurs. But <laughs> look, the proof is in the pudding. This doesn't sound like a banging uh, live album. So if you disagree, then you mix this album and tell me otherwise. Um, the ninth song is the deepest blues or black. Little six eight ditty here. Not very heavy. Yeah. So there's this part. We're in the we're in the verse here. I'm fast forwarding to the chorus because the chorus I like. I found this to be the song that I would sing to myself the most yeah. as I was prepping for this. It's just catchy. It's a, and I like yeah. catchy songs. I think Dave Grohl was like, dude, did you know that blues and brews rhyme <laughs> and bruises are black and blue? This is going to be this is going to be a killer what, song. What is the song name? The Deepest Blues Are Black. True, I guess. You like this one? No. Yeah, it's not a Sam Baird song no. for sure. Um, and it's good for this disc. I don't think this is like a game changer. It doesn't take me to Valhalla or anything. Valhalla. Uh, the last song is the second song. Oh, no, no, no. I was going to say it's the second song with the word end in the title, but it's really just the second song that implies it's the last song on the <laughs> album. This is end over end. I like that. I like the. I like it too. It's a. L I wish they'd slow it down yeah, just a little that would bit. Sounds sweet, slow. Um, like this song sounds. Uh, that guitar riff sounds a lot like. Uh, what do you think those? Sorry, what do you think those numbers mean? I don't know. There's numbers on the CD here. I don't know what that means. But it looks like it's like part of the artwork. It does. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's weird. Um, this song reminds me of Fade In, Fade Out a little bit, the um, Oasis song from Be Here Now, um, which we covered in season one. It's, I don't know, it, it's kind of like, kind of Eastern sounding. Yeah, but, um, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, but... That's I, I like it. That's I'm way oversimplifying. I'm just trying to say it doesn't sound just like every other Foo Fighters riff to uh -huh. me. Because um, it's groovy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Um, this song, I, I, 
I'm pretty cool with. Yeah. The, the chorus is a little monotonous, but I can deal with it. This is the chorus. Mostly because I'm on board with this. That little instrumental break and stuff. Yeah. Because when you get the full band behind that little guitar riff and they're just playing and there's no vocals, it's like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think about End Over End? I like it. Do you? What do you think, now that this is the last song and, and they're, you know... And it's not the last. Yeah. We've said this before with Foo Fighters, but well, I always come back to our Tool discography where it's like, you know, a lot of times for me... What makes an album great is when you're listening with someone, there's parts you have, if they haven't heard it as much as you, mm-hmm. there's all these parts. So you got to be like, listen to this part. Yeah. There's like none of that on this. Yeah. None of it. But I don't hate it. I know I just totally crapped on like every song as we went through it, but it kind of grew on me and I don't hate it. I, yeah. I don't love it. Five stars. Five stars. Would listen again, but probably like a, Probably like a gentleman's C. Like, it's not a C minus, but it's not uh-huh. quite a C plus for me. Yeah. What do you think? Definitely pretty, I don't know. I can't get into that, like the other ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yep. It's a... Uh, but I will say, like the Foo Fighters, like, that's how you get gigantic, is like you have a hit every album. People have a reason to buy it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, Best of You. Next one has Pretender. Yeah. The one b- before this had All My Life. Yeah. And and Times Like These. And then the one before that had Learn to Fly. Yep. And the one before that had Monkey Ever- Ranch Everlong. Everlong. Everlong was the one Yeah. from that one. And my hero, Best of You is kind of my hero-ish. And that it's Kinda. like, it really rides on a riff. Yeah. Um, it like rides on that message. Yeah. Like. Yep. Um, hey, we're, we're on Spotify now. Hell yeah. We're dude. an hour into this episode. We just got on Spotify yesterday. Do you want to know why? This is another hashtag get us a producer, why? which I was like secretly why? bragging to myself. Like, hey, we haven't had to re-record anything recently because I've been pressing record. Um, we need to get us a producer. I tried to put us on Spotify like a few months ago when mm-hmm. you brought it up to me. And I was like, dude, it doesn't work, which was true. I couldn't yeah. get it to work. It, it makes you confirm with an email address. And I kept doing it and it wouldn't, it wouldn't send to me. I was never getting that last step. Huh? Do you, do you, you're a young person. Where do you, what do you think happened with my Spotify email verification. You put the wrong email? No. I only figured this out yesterday because I had recently had to do it with something else. I have no idea, bro. Fucking promotions folder, man. Oh, the no f- one looks at your promotions folder. Come on. I looked at spam. I was like, oh, maybe it went to spam. Gmail, Wrong. bro. Yeah, promotions folder. That's where it was. Uh, That's what's kept us out of Spotify. I need to check my promotions. Yeah, you better. <laughs> yeah. You better. There's important stuff <laughs> yeah. in there. Um, the re- because it, you know, it was Christmas to a week ago, yeah. week and a half ago, and I had bought something for someone that had an email confirmation. Actually, it was an online gift card that I had sent to me mm-hmm. rather than them. So 
uh, so, so that I could send it like on Christmas Day or whatever. Yeah. So I got the email confirmation that it had been purchased, but I did not get the gift card. I was like, well, clearly... <laughs> I'm supposed to have both these emails. And then I was like, shit, promotions folder. And there it was. Oh, so man. now I'm checking my promotions folder. I, I can't imagine working in customer service for that business because people probably call me like, sir, have you checked your promotion? For sure. <laughs> for <laughs> sure. People are doing that. You know, like, no. Like, and they get, they're getting all mad. They're like, oh, I found it. I know people are rolling their eyes at me for not figuring that out. But seriously, I'm pretty good. With the computers, dude, it's probably like, and the internets. You you may not think I am, but there are people far worse than me, <laughs> dude. People probably lost some val- valuable information. Yes, for, because of those p folders. Hmm. Hmm. Um. You know what we haven't mentioned? The the reason I brought up Spotify is because I tagged us as music history. Like you can do subcategories and stuff. It's like category one music, subcategory rock music pop music music history huh because we're you know it's recent history but and one thing we have really just glossed over is pat smear in the foo fighters dude the germs dude yeah pat smear from the germ most people i think know who pat smear is from nirvana's unplugged because he was their like second guitar player that came on that that striped guitar yep he had the striped guitar um and he there's not much to say mm-hmm. because he did some touring with them on this album. Yeah. That's kind of why I bring it up. But he has not been in the Foo Fighters since 1997. But foreshadowing, he may come back. Does he? Yeah, he does. I know. But uh, <laughs> I think the first album, or um, he actually plays, I think the first, I don't know. But he played with them on like the Skin and Bones. Yeah record and that might have been the first show they played with i don't know if that was like before they went on tour with this yeah or, I don't know. skin I don't, and bones is not something we'll cover because it's a live album but it's a kind of famous ish live cool. album yeah because they make the song skin and bones on it that's right it's skin and bones don't that, you know is that a song or did you just write it no that's the song i don't know it bye. anyway it's not by yet it's cover <laughs> cut hidden gem <laughs> <laughs> cover, cover cut hidden gem uh so we already know that you don't love it but uh of these if best the web bandits were going to cover what would you cover best of you best of you um me too probably just because it's the yeah. famous one yep um it would be resolved if we didn't already have so many slower songs, like ballads. Um, if we were a band that had all kinds of hard driving tunes and needed to slow it down a little bit, it would be resolved, but it's the best of you. Um, what would you cut? Uh, the Deepest Blues are Black. Yes. Yeah, you hated that. I could see it in your face <laughs> yeah. that you the hated that one. Of- um, I think mine... You can't cut in your honor, yeah, because it it feels like the beginning of a concert kind uh-huh. of. But that song is the worst, I would say. But since I can't cut that one, I think I would cut. I think I gotta cut hell, which yeah. you kind of like, but it's two minutes long. It doesn't. It literally does nothing for me. Oh, like yeah. I don't. I like hate that one. it. I don't. I definitely don't like it. But meh. Meh, big fat meh. Okay, the singles, 
because we're about to do Hidden Gem. Hidden Gems are the songs that was not a single that we like the best. The singles are Best of You, DOA, Resolve. So you got to pick something else. I think it's um, End Over End. For sure. Yeah. End Over End, the last one. Because it's got a cool little riff. Um, it's a tight little number. It's a little high energy. Um, What's the sign? The sign? Yeah. We forgetting one, bro? What? Dude, weird. Um, I don't know what the sign is. I, okay, so I'm looking at the back of Sam's disc, and he has an 11th song called The Sign, which is the I'm pretty, song. Sam, can you talk for a solid minute on your own? I got to go to my car. Why? Just do it. This is great radio. Do you want me <laughs> to uh, sing a song? Uh, talk about the sign. The sign? I have no... I guess Mike didn't know about the sign, man. And neither did I. The 11th song. Dude, I'm so bad. Why? Dude, I had like seven. I I didn't know what to do, but la da da da. Well, are you gonna edit that? No, I'm not going to edit it. I'm going to leave it in. And, and and we're going to put it on YouTube. The consequence, dude. <laughs> Look at my CD. Dude, what the fuck? Not on there. So that's why I had to go to my car because I knew the CD was in my car. And Sam's disc has an 11th song called The Sign, and mine does not. There's no mention of The Sign on the Wikipedia page for this album. So did I win a million dollars? I think you did. Um, I mean, pretty clearly that was a song cause you just bought that, right? Yeah. You just yeah. bought this. So, so pretty clearly that means that trying this to find was like added the later. Yeah. So if, uh, when you leave your comments, which you all are going to comment, please feel free to comment with your thoughts on, the sign by Foo Fighters, not by Ace of Base. Um, we're going to keep investigating this. But for now, it's about time to go. Bye. Bye. Don't forget to... Get wet. <laughs> subscribe <laughs> and rate five stars only and review. Get wet. Oh, wow, wow, wow.
Dude, I, I have some good mix, man. 